All you have to do is look. You look at the Mother's Day cards that children write, or the notes that they give their mothers on Mother's Day, and you can see from what they have to say that they have a lot of gratitude and thankfulness for their mother. Their gratitude can be pretty simple at times, or their gratitude as they express thanks to their moms can also be a little humorous or bizarre. Let me show you what that looks like. This one child says that, that he's thankful or she's thankful for her being wonderful and, and caring, but most of all for not making that meatloaf anymore. <laughs> okay, I, it must be really bad. I don't, I don't know. Or you, you have this boy who is thankful for everything, but in the middle of things he has this question, how come I can't have dessert? What's the problem here? But then you have this child who is thankful to mom for the most important thing. That you just feed me so I don't die. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Well, you see, children, they have this sense of gratitude for their moms. It can be really simple and it can be a little bizarre at times. But, you know, here's what happens. That as we grow into adults... Our sense of gratefulness grows too. It it, it matures. It it goes deeper in in, in its stronger sense of gratitude. Imagine, if you will, with me for just a moment. What kind of gratitude Jesus must have had for his mother Mary? I I think surely that Jesus had uh, a gratitude for his mother for the usual blessings that were there. I'm pretty sure that Jesus was was thankful for the food she made and and, and thankful for the clothes that she made him uh, by hand probably. Thankful for how she nursed him if he got sick or if he got injured out there learning how to be a craftsman like Joseph. I think he was thankful for those usual things. But as you look at his life, I'm convinced that Jesus must have been very grateful for some bigger things. I think Jesus must have been thankful for a mother for marrying being such a godly and pure woman, that God would choose her, and that she had the ability and the willingness to bear and to raise up the Son of God. I can't help but think that Jesus was very thankful to his mother for all of the worry that she had to go through over the years of his life. That she probably, you know, he was thankful that she had to worry about the time that the whole family left Jerusalem to go back home, and then she realized that her son was not there with the family. And and, and the worry that, uh, I guess, was allayed when she found him, and he looked and thought, hey, You should have known that I would have been about my father's business. But then there's the the worry 
that she must have had knowing that he was traveling down a lot of desert back roads. And at night, all he really ever had was a pillow of stone. And, and, and surely, Mary worried about the fact that everywhere Jesus went, there was a person or people that were wanting to harm him or even put him to death, even in his own hometown. Jesus, I think, was grateful for a lot of things, but maybe the one thing that he was most grateful for was the fact that when all other friends had abandoned him, in his greatest moment of need, she was there at the cross. She was there to endure with him the horror, the tragedy, the pain of her innocent son being put to death in the most cruel way. You see, I, I, I'm, I'm confident that Jesus was grateful for all of the effort, for all of the worry, for all of the sacrifices that Mary poured into his very short and difficult life. But as I think about that, I know that Jesus is not the only one who's grateful. That we, as sons and daughters, we are grateful too for our mothers, for our nurturers, for our caregivers in our lives. We're, we're, we're grateful for the fact they accepted the responsibility and the accountability of raising us and, and maturing us too. I, I think we're, we're, we're grateful for those little things too. We're thankful that they fed us except when it was liver. And we're thankful for how they nursed us, except when they poured that half a bottle of alcohol on that knee that we had laid open. We're thankful that they encouraged us, and they cheered us on, and they supported us, and they stood with us and blessed us through nearly every season of our lives. But I think we're also grateful to them for their willingness to worry about us as well. You know, how they worried those nights that got really late and we were supposed to be home and we weren't home yet. And, and how they worried, too, about uh, people in our lives that maybe were seeking to mistreat us and there was nothing that as a mother or caregiver they could even do about that. But I think, too, I look out over this crowd and I, I think, too, about the worry of mothers who watched their sons and daughters go off to war. And all of those months and all of those years that they prayed and they hoped and they longed for the moment that their child would walk back through their door. We're grateful for mothers who are able and willing to pour so much into our lives. We're thankful to the Father for Him extending His blessings through their hands and their hearts, through the hands and the hearts of nurturers and caregivers. But understand this, 
the gratitude for us as adult children is never deeper and it's never more profound than when we as adult children look back over our lives and see how our mothers and nurturers and caregivers have dedicated their lives to developing and growing faith in our lives. Over the many years I've done ministry, I've done many, many funerals. And here's one thing I see almost every time, is that as I ask adult children to express what they are the most grateful for, almost every time they say, my greatest gratitude is to my mother, my caregiver, for my faith. Almost every single time. They're grateful for everything, but it's their faith. In God, the fact that they showed them how to look like Jesus and the fact that they taught them to place their faith in Jesus alone. Yes, today is a day that we can say thank you. And we say thank you to, to those who have blessed us and, and brought all of these things into our lives, bringing us to, uh, bearing us and bringing us to adulthood. But above all, we want to say thank you for your focus, for your energy, for your prayers, and for your heart that you poured into us in order to inspire and develop our faith in God. As Christians this morning, our greatest gratitude is to our God, especially our God who has shown to us so many blessings, but especially his faithful love. Mother's Day is a, a really different day for me. Two weeks before Betty and I were to get married, my mother passed away. And uh, her name was Phyllis. And uh, she died from ovarian cancer. And this coming June 6th will be 37 years since her passing. And uh, she met Betty once. Uh, she never met my children, and she's never enjoyed great-grandchildren. You've got to understand that Mother's Day is a very, very different day for me. And I know it's a different day for some of you out here in our audience, and today we want to recognize that. We want to acknowledge that. Today, we're, we are deeply, great, deeply grateful because, like as Monty said, man, we are just so grateful and we want to say thank you to our moms. And today, for many of you, it will be a wonderful day of celebration. And as a preaching team and as a congregation, we are just so excited for you about that. Yet as a preaching team, we know that today is, may not be a celebration for you, but a, a painful day, a pain that comes from loss, a pain that comes from experience, or even a pain that comes from want. The preaching team wants to recognize your pain and let you know that we are aware and we care about the hurt that you are experiencing on this day. It doesn't escape our attention that this day could possibly be one of the worst days of the year for you. 
We're here to let you know that if, if somehow in some way we could rush in, you know, Monty, if we could just rush in, Chris, if we could just rush in and take that pain away, I want to let you know that we would take that pain away for you. And as a body of Christ here, we want to let you know and we acknowledge that we are here for you in these painful moments. But more importantly, more importantly than that, is that we serve a living God who truly understands and has the power and the ability to come in and comfort you in these painful moments of life. Today we recognize the pain of loss. There's this verse in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, and it says this, the writer reminds us, and it says this, that someday we will pass from this earth. At some point in time, you have had or you will have to say goodbye to the one who loved and nurtured you, and that's your mother. And I look around today, and I recognize that just by some of the faces that you have experienced the pain of loss, and we want to let you know that we are sorry. It's hard, if not impossible, to judge the pain of loss. But over and over again, I've, I've, I've heard that one of the most unbearable losses is the loss of a child. It's, it's encapsulated in this sentence, a parent should never ever have to bury their children. Yet we know today that some of you have had to endure this unbearable load in a day in which you would give anything, anything, for your child to wish you well, send you a card, give you a gift, you unfortunately will bear the silence of loss. And we're sorry. As mothers, you have done everything possible to raise your children in the Lord. You've prayed with them. You've read them scripture. You've taken them to Bible class. You've taken them to church. And yet, for some reason, they have decided not to share the same relationship with the Lord that you have. And even though your children are here to wish you well on Mother's Day, there is a pain of unfaithfulness that you deal with. And for this pain, we are sorry. I wish that we lived in a world... I really do. I wish we lived in a world where every significant relationship, especially parental relationships, were characterized by a Christ-like love and Christ-like values. But unfortunately, we live in a very, very broken world. A world marred by the ugliness of sin, which, it's, which stains and destroys the most sacred of all relationships, and that's the parental relationship. It just stains it. And I want to let you know that you may have been raised in a home that you did not get the love you deserved or the love that you needed. And for this, we say, we're sorry. It's our hope and it's our prayer by the power of the Holy Spirit that you are the cycle breaker in a long history of an unloving or unchristlike family. And we know that you are. And we want to let you know that we know that you're showing a Christ-like love and a Christ-like nurturing in your home. And you're breaking that cycle that has been in your family for years upon years and centuries upon centuries, generations upon generations. And for that, we say thank you for doing that. 
There are some in our audience today who deeply desire to have children. And as of yet, it has not happened or it will not happen. And you sit around in this painful silence. As other children, as other people around you love and cherish their children, and you, in your pain, just have to bear that. And for that, we say, we're sorry. And I know today that I have not spoken about all the pain that comes from this day. The day in which we celebrate motherhood. But if there's a pain you're experiencing today, and again, as a preaching team and as a church, we acknowledge that pain today and we say, we're sorry. But I don't want to end there. I don't want to end with that because I want to let you know that you don't look very far from Scripture. There, you just, there's not very much distance in Scripture where you begin to understand that God has a heart for those who are hurting. You, you just don't go very far before you, you just bump into all this Scripture about how much He cares for those who are hurting. And over and over again, God will say this, you are not alone in the midst of your pain. You're not alone. And over, over again, He will list the promises of comfort. Let me remind you of some of those. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and He saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalms 34 and 18. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Psalm 147 and verse 3. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in Him, Nahum 1.7. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. And finally is this. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 10. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory, will himself, listen to these words, restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Again, as a preaching team, we want to acknowledge your loss and we want to acknowledge your pain today. We want to let you know that we are here for you, but more importantly, we serve a God of all comfort who promises his loving care for your hurting soul. Amen. In John chapter 15, Jesus tells his apostles that he is the vine and they are the branches. He says, if you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. But if you, don't, if you don't, if you're apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus' point here is that human beings desperately need their God. They need their God for the little things and they need their God for the big things. For the insignificant things in life and for the significant tasks ahead. 
We need God to bless us in our lives. And that's why Jesus said, we can't do anything apart from our God. Well, I want you to know today that if there's any task worthy of God's presence, any task worthy of a blessing, then the task of motherhood is a worthy cause. It's a worthy cause for God's blessing. Whether you've been a mother, will be a mother, you're like a mother to others, or you're currently a mother, there are a few roles and callings as precious, few relationships as powerful, and few things as important as those who are the mothers of our lives. And so today we want to offer a blessing regarding motherhood. What is a biblical blessing? A biblical blessing is an opportunity for individuals to speak biblical and projective truths into our lives. As we sing the song, the Lord bless you and keep you, we're reminded of what blessings look like. It's a desire to serve and to honor others, our will for others mixed with faith, hopefulness, love, and even prayer. Here we state before God our will for him to bless those we love according to his will, with conviction that he can do so. If you are a woman here today, we want to pray a blessing upon you. It doesn't matter your age or your marital status. It doesn't matter your lot in life. It doesn't matter your intention to have children or even ability. It doesn't matter your success or your failings. We believe that every woman here today holds within them maternal qualities that deserve to be prayed over and blessed. We want to honor you today with a blessing. And so as Isaac blessed Jacob by placing his hand on his son and Jacob blessed Ephraim and Manasseh by crossing his hands over the boys so we physically and spiritually join together to place holy hands on you today upon the women, upon the girls of this congregation and we would like to speak this blessing. This blessing comes from Proverbs 31. As you know, this is the chapter about a woman of godly character. And so I want to pray a blessing upon the women of this congregation. May you know your worth far more than rubies. May you realize the confidence others place in you. May you lack nothing. We pray a blessing on you for good, not harm, all the days of your life. May your willingness be to provide and bless others. May you always extend your arm to those who are in need. May fear be far from you. May your house and those in it be kept warm. May you bring respect and dignity to your household. May you find laughter in days to come. May wisdom and faithful instruction be on your tongue. May idleness be far from you. May children rise up and call you blessed. May you see the wonderful qualities within you. 
May the Lord bless you with the desires of your heart and honor him as you honor him. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but may you always honor the Lord who is to be praised. We honor you for all that your hands have done. May your works bring, bring you praise at the city gate. Let's pray together. Father God, we honor the women of this congregation. Father, there's so many women with so many stories, stories that have been written and stories that are yet to be written, Father. So many scenarios, but Father, we love the women of this congregation. We honor them today. Father, we believe that you have put in them qualities that only they hold, that we could never carry, that we could never understand as men, and Father, we honor them for that. We honor them for being, Father, the, the pinnacle of the creation, Father, fearfully and wonderfully made. And so we thank you, Father, for the blessing of the women of this congregation. We ask your blessing upon, upon them today. We thank you for them. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. This is a pretty special congregation, if you ask me. I really like it. And one of the things I like about it is there's people here who care. There's people here who get it. And there's people here, if they don't get it, they, they want to understand and they want to know. I don't know what emotions today brings out in you, but I know that there's surely many emotions that come forth today. And when those emotions come forth, they bring forth need as well. So we as a congregation want to be here for you and your needs, regardless of what you've been through, regardless of what you're feeling. We're here to serve you today. If you need anything from this body, if you'd like prayers, we have shepherds who want to pray over you. If you need to come forward, we want to be there for you. If you need to confess something, if you just need to contact one of our ministers and let them know, we care about you. If you need anything from this body, won't you come now as we stand and as we sing together?